can hunt for all those different things. Anyone found them yet? Oh, Mary has, Mary has. Roger has, well done, fantastic. You've, oh, good work. Okay, some people, well done. Oh, Judy, you've, oh, Barnaby, you found three out of four. Good work. One of them is super hard. Is it the bird one that you haven't found yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took me a long time to find that one. Okay, so as well as hunting for that, we've also got something else in a moment that you can hunt for. I'm not going to tell you what, though. Some of you have probably already seen it. And on the very back page of your service sheet, if it helps you listen for this bit, you can draw Mary looking sad and hunting around. And then the moment when Jesus says her name. See if you can capture that. That's a hard thing for you to draw. You can also draw what you think these angels look like. Because she kind of, I don't know, like, do they have wings? Doesn't really say. There could be any number of the gazillions of angels that serve Jesus that look different. But see if you can draw what these ones look like. So I'm going to pray as we have this passage open as we think about Easter together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ risen, ascended to your right hand and coming again. Please, would we meet him as we hear his voice? In Jesus' name, amen. Almost seamless. I'm just going to go back to the beginning. Here we go. So, any of you lost something recently? I have. Actually, it wasn't me. I'm just going to say it to someone else in our house. We only have one of our two car keys. And there's some other stuff that gets lost. Sometimes it's intentionally moved. That definitely happened. There was a phase where one of my children, I'm not going to name them, enjoys taking something, you know, unimportant, like, you know, house keys or... Uh, phone, something like that, and finding the tiniest nook or cranny to put it into, and then not telling anyone for like weeks. I'm sure that is it. Maybe you're the one who loses things, maybe you're the one who is cross that someone in your house loses things. Because we know what it's like, don't we? When we're hunting and we're hunting and we're hunting, and there's just one other kind of important thing that we can lose. And, and this might be a hard thing to say, we, we have to touch on some hard things today. If it's something of a friend of yours or a family member that isn't here anymore. And you lose that. Or when, as if you and I have, you lose your engagement ring. Not mine, I don't have one. <laughs> when you lose that, what, what do you do? Uh, there's a great story, seriously, talk to Ed afterwards if you want a great story about losing and finding a wedding ring. That was cool. It was literally even in a haystack stuff. Uh, so we know what that's like, don't we? And that's what's going on with Mary, isn't it? You notice that. She says twice to first the angels, and for some reason she isn't afraid. You should be terrified when you see an angel. But Mary is so overwhelmed, everyone else is. Like literally everybody else in the whole Bible is utterly terrified. Like they're usually on their face because they just can't handle it. Assume. But Mary is like, where, where is he? Where is, have you seen him? Angels who've just appeared out of nowhere and I've never seen before. Have you seen him? That's the first thing she says because she's so preoccupied with having lost him. It's worse for her than losing keys. Anyone see that? Hands up when you see it. Oh, I'm standing in the way, am I? Sorry. You're not going to see it if I'm standing in the way. Oh, well done. Some people have seen it. Okay. Hands up who hasn't seen it at all. 
Oh, adults are just not joining you at all, are they? Oh, well. Okay, so uh, I'll just trace out the line here. So um, you're not going to see that, are you? This is the head. It's here. See that? And then there's an arm. Another arm. Anyone being like, oh. oh, there we go. It's incredible, isn't it? Mary is hunting around for not even something as alive as that. Mary is hunting around for Jesus like he's an inanimate object. She's only thinking about him as someone who can be stolen or lost now. And things like that are always dead. Despite appearances, keys don't actually sprout legs and walk off. (laughs) That's not why they're lost. They don't move on their own. That's the way Mary is looking. But the more we go through, we realise actually she is the one who's lost. There she is, weeping at the tomb and walking with the angels. But the incredible thing when Jesus says her name is that we don't lose Jesus. He finds us. Probably the reason that she didn't recognise him when she first saw him is because she was expecting him to be dead. So many people don't find Jesus because they're not looking for Jesus They're looking for some idea of Jesus that they have or some dead thing that is in the past. Now, Jesus meets us and finds us in the present. There's one verse which says, he's standing at the door and knocking. It's up to us whether we open up or not. And if we do, our life will never be the same again. So... Now that we thought about losing things, I would love you, please, to be like Jesus. And you can get up and do this while we're talking and stuff. And find some very, very tiny things, some yellow fluffy things that I have lost. And you can, you can look at them from your chair, if you like, or you can get up and go look around. That, that would be great, because actually I need some help now. So if Jesus is the one who finds us, rather than us hunting around for him, what is he going to be like? When he appears from the tomb, what's he going to be like? I've got some options. I need some help, please, to depict the options. Okay, and uh, I also need a soundtrack for one of them, okay? And I'm going to ask Church Warden Terry Reeve, having not warned him of this at all. Where is Church Warden Terry Reeve? Okay, you're not allowed to know what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm just going to ask you to do it. Okay, so come and stand here. Hooray! Here's Terry. Well done. Fantastic. Okay. And my kids are, are up and out. You, you, you can all go. You don't have to stay still. Okay, well done. Uh, and uh, who'd like to be hippie Jesus? Okay, is that what he's going to look, look like when he uh, comes out? This is how uh, everyone since Andrew Lloyd Webber has drawn Jesus. Mary wants to be hippie Jesus. Does anyone else want to be hippie Jesus? Okay, yes, well done, fantastic. Okay, Mary, you can be another one later, okay? Right, um, it's not the easy. Okay, so there's hippie Jesus. Is he going to look like that? Peace and love, man. You know, Pilate, it's all just a big misunderstanding. Yes! Get in character, that's great. That's exactly what Jesus does, obviously. Okay, so hippie Jesus. And this is where I now need uh, some more help, please. And um, here we go. Okay. Right. Not envisaging many people will go for this, but uh, Farmer Jesus. 
Okay, and Mary, do you want to be um, Farmer Jesus? Okay, there we go. Right, and at this point, please, Terry, I want you in your best Norfolk or Suffolk dialect uh, to say a phrase of your choice that reflects the uh, rural nature and the sort of rustic nature of, of Mary. Okay, so into the microphone, please, Terry. Uh, you, you could do the thing, like, Sylvan isn't here, but he taught me something you say if you're in Suffolk is, Are you far got a dicky ball? Uh, apparently, and the answer is, yep, and he's waiting some fool to come ride it, like that. I think, I think it's something like that. But Terry, I, whatever you like, you say something in your very best Norfolk dialect, okay? Go for it. Well, my boy, what are you going to do today? Are you going to dig your garden up? <laughs> Thank you, Terry. You did not disappoint. I say this with great affection. I wish I could do it. I know I talk like a posh... Chap. So yeah, there's no there's no sense of BBC judgment or anything like that going on here. Just just clarify, spoiler disclaimer. Okay, next one. So we've got Farmer Jesus, Hippie Jesus, and now I need someone to be Warrior Jesus. Okay. Anyone want to be Warrior Jesus? Okay. They're, they're, this is a real bow. I haven't got any arrows. Anyone? Elijah wants to be Warrior Jesus. Okay, go for it. Right, Elijah. Remember, what would Jesus do with these weapons? Okay. And I know your sister's there. Just, okay. There we go. Hold on. Okay, so worry, Jesus. And uh, now we've got, some of you might notice this is a bit similar to the other one. We've got barely there, Jesus. Okay, anyone want to wear this? Mary, you can't wear all of it. Okay, Bailey wants to be barely there, Jesus. Okay. And uh, you should know that basically every picture from about the last 200 years draws like this. So he looks wet and he looks like he's a phantom or something. There you go. Okay, but like me, really. Okay, well done. Although actually the white robe thing, like the reason I wear this is because all of you are gonna get one too. If you go in heaven and everything. It's a sign of like being saved by Jesus. It's not just being floaty. But you can be quite floaty. Okay. I actually was a, the king of the butterflies in this once for a birthday party. Well done, baby. So can you look can you look ethereal and heavenly and make a noise like, ah, oh, or something like that? Can you do that? And, and look like you're barely there. Look, like we, need, we need some light, so giving him a nice little halo or something. Okay, yeah, perfect. There we go. He's barely there. Okay, so that's barely there, Jesus. And then, unfortunately, I don't have any costumes for this because I forgot to get it. But um, could also have superhero Jesus. Anyone wearing a superhero thing at the moment? Okay, anyone wearing that? Yeah. Okay, Jonah, do you want to... You're a bit shy, okay? You just have to imagine, okay, superhero Jesus. I, well, there is actually an Iron Man costume at home that I forgot to bring. Although I don't think it would fit anyone now sitting down. So, uh, there we go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so um, I think we should have a vote. And I'm very curious to know how you're going to vote. Now, vote for what you really think. Not what you kind of think I'm going for. Try and vote for what you think Jesus ought to have done as soon as he came out of the tomb. What, what garb most reflects what he's now come to do. Okay? So, hippie Jesus. Anyone going to vote for hippie Jesus? Peace and love. You know, peace and love. Some people, yes. Hannah's going for hippie Jesus. Peter's going for hippie Jesus. Okay, well done. Round of applause there for hippie Jesus. Take a bow. Okay, next one. Barely there, Jesus. Anyone? Barely there, Jesus. Bailey. Okay, kind of, bear in mind, everyone from about 1800 to now thinks that one is it. That's what he looks like. You know, he doesn't have a beard. That's the only downside. They always put a beard on. But like, you know, okay, yeah, that's great. Now he does, underneath. 
Anyone go for barely there, Jesus? I know, I've, I've given it away, haven't I? Okay, well, well, you disagree with most artists and photographers and, you know, cosplay people all over the internet. It's particularly the stock photos. Goodness me, they are terrible. Like, if you type Jesus resurrection, you get that. Okay, uh, next, Mary and Terry together. Farmer slash gardener Jesus. Oh, you've been peeking. You've been peeking. Okay. I'm talking with a spade. <laughs> Literally with a spade. Okay, right, there we go. Uh, and warrior Jesus. Anyone go for warrior Jesus? There we go. Some people have gone, yeah, warrior Jesus. A lot of people want him to be like that, don't they? You know, come and sort out Putin. Oh, sorry. You know, but that kind of thing. People want that, don't they? They want him to come and smash him and sort it out and, you know, win all the wars. So which is it? I think you were cheating because it is farmer here's a picture from before all the victorian nonsense this is a legit picture of how people used to draw this event so this jesus is chewing a bit of straw you see that and he's got like a you know proper sort of is that a sou'wester i don't know it's sort of, it looks like a sailor hat, but it's obvious, you know, it's got the kind of thing to protect your neck and everything. And he's got this brown robe. And that, you know, it is him. You can see, like, the hole in his hand and everything. And there he is with his spade. Some of them have a mattock. He'd be driving a tractor if it was today. Like, you know, just like that. And then, look, here we go. This is one, this is an illuminated manuscript here. And there he is with his spade. And uh, saying, like, you know, sorry, I stopped. Uh, poor farmers. There are plenty of farmers who aren't. I'm just, you know, it's hyperbole for the sake of effect, okay? So, I think we can round of applause for all our Jesuses here. Well done, thank you. Can you return your stuff? Well done, fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good work. There we go. This is actually my wife's hat. So, uh, it's now immortalised. Are you still going to want to wear it, Pips? Yeah, obviously. Okay, thank you very much. Well done, everyone. So, you can keep looking for the little chicks. I need to find them all. There may or may not be some things you can eat afterwards. And it may or may not be given to people irrespective of whether you do it, but just go for it anyway. Why is Jesus looking like a gardener or a farmer when he comes? Because you notice Mary doesn't say to him, are you the gardener? John specifically says, she thought he was the gardener. She could have thought he was anyone. There was a whole city just down the road. There were a whole bunch of people she was with any minute. She couldn't really see because it was you know, dark and everything. So maybe that's the reason she mistook him. But not really. Why did she go for that? And why did she particularly tell John, I thought he was the gardener? Because she would have had to tell him. Do you see that? She went and told everyone the end of the passage about the things Jesus said to her. And that was one of the things she left in. Why? Well, there was another garden that John has been constantly reminding of us throughout this passage, where everything went wrong, where humans let in chaos and death. And things have been wrong since then. But when Jesus was tempted in a garden... He said, no, I'm going to do what God wants. And now he's back in the garden. Mary, please, can you bring, can you do a little tour of your Easter garden, please? Is that all right? Okay, is that all right? Can you bring it round so people can see? Okay. 
Have any of you made Easter gardens so far? Have you made Easter gardens yet? Ours have made some. If you don't do it because you used to do it, do it again. Seriously, it's it's proper worship when you do it. And uh, as Mary brings that round, this Easter garden is what Eden was once like. So the whole point about an Easter garden is it's small, isn't it? It's, It's miniature. You put little Lego people in it, don't you? And you've seen those videos where they make tiny donuts? Some people have. Seriously, go and look at it. You're, you're, it's a rabbit hole. I'm just warning you. But like people, like you see them holding like a tiny spatula and flipping a donut. And it's like real donut. And I think they, probably not very legally, they use hummingbird eggs, which are really tiny to make them. I don't think you're really supposed to do that. But it looks cute. So, you know, whatever. Um, the idea of things being miniature is because we expect that it will be expanded. It will be bigger. That's what the Garden of Eden was for. That's what that first garden was for. It was a little bit of creation where Jesus said to Adam and Eve, look what you can do with it. Look at the stuff you can grow. Look at the beautiful landscape and the way humans can make this glorious and beautiful. And then they were like, yeah, thanks, Jesus. We don't want you. But he never forgot. For thousands of years, he never forgot. Now that he's got that old way of death and sin out of the way and broken through it by his resurrection, he says, right, where were we? Let's get back to what we were doing before. Jesus is dressed as a gardener because he is ready to begin what we lost at Eden. We get to join with him in retaming this whole creation. And just why is it that every single sci-fi thing says let's go up into space? Why is the universe so huge? I think the only answer the Bible gives us is because eternity is a long time. It's not, you know, Elon Musk's Mars stuff, forget that. We've got a new creation with Jesus, with eternal life, to explore and cultivate and beautify that. That is what this moment is all about. It is the turning point in all of eternity. And Jesus is ready. He's got his spade and he's ready for us to join him. Jesus finds us to refound the world. And the reason he's there now and not here is because that's where it really gets fixed. If he's there in the control room of the universe, he is sorting everything out that will then filter outwards, just like building an Easter garden that then reminds us of beauty that's bigger. He's done that so that when he comes again, everything else will follow. That's why Easter's good news. That's why we worship Jesus. We don't lose him, he finds us. And he finds us to refound the world. Let's pray.